Welcome to the Sufficiently Social Podcast, your ultimate guide to all things social media and digital marketing, made exclusively for women entrepreneurs and creators. I'm your host, Alicia Noel, a corporate marketing pro turned six-figure entrepreneur. Join me as we unlock the potential of organic marketing through the magic of storytelling and captivating visuals. Get ready to empower your journey with the knowledge, tools, and insights to thrive in the dynamic world of social media and organic digital marketing. Whether you're a budding entrepreneur or a seasoned creator, the Sufficiently Social Podcast is your compass to stand out, thrive, and conquer the online realm. Okay, sis, are you ready to get sufficient? Hey guys, I am super excited to get started on this series, The New Rules to Grow on Instagram. This is part one today, and I know that if you tune into this two-part series, you're truly going to get a dose of excellence on how to grow with these new rules. It seems like there's ever-evolving and changing things on Instagram, but I want you guys to know that this strategy is not something that's brand new. I have been using it for the last two years, and I know that if you take into account what we go over, you'll truly feel more confident as you begin to grow and build your audience on Instagram. So I want to give a little backstory for those who don't know and look at my account now and say, oh, she has over 50,000 followers. There's not really a lot that she can teach me. I really want you to know when I started at the beginning of 2021, actually, it was a little bit after a year after my son's birth. And I was like, I'm going to take this seriously. To be honest, I had just turned 30 years old and I was like, this is the time for me to not only serve my clients well, but to also show up as myself and to allow for myself to grow. And so I can recall in our old home, I had a little corner in our master bedroom that my husband allowed for me to set up as my content little workspace. And in that workspace, I had a couple of lights and mostly I just had my desk and a bookshelf behind me. But it was so important to me that I actually showed up and created the content. Because what a lot of us do a lot of times is we make the excuse that we don't have the space, it's not good enough, all of these excuses in our head, when in actuality, it's those excuses in our head that are keeping us from going forward. So instead of not getting started, I got started and I took it very seriously. I took this opportunity to record lots of reels. I took this opportunity to get serious with my content. And within a couple of months, I had actually grown to almost 5,000 followers. And I know that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it was for me starting at 1,700. And it just felt like I had traction and momentum going. I remember hitting the 5,000 followers and I was growing traction. I was teaching other people social media. And I actually got featured in an article on HubSpot. And that really even propelled me even further. So the small things that you are doing now to grow a smaller audience it actually does get noticed. So don't stop thinking that you don't have 10,000 followers yet. You don't have the 20,000 followers. Keep doing what you're doing and you will get noticed by the right people, the right brands, and the right opportunities for you and your business. And so I want you to take a look though at the creators with big followings. Now, I won't name any names, but I do definitely pay attention to the followers, to the accounts, that were the big accounts that I looked up to when I started off growing. They had an engaged audience. They were always posting very regularly. And all of a sudden, either a couple of things happened. 
They got burned out because they didn't create a schedule that was realistic, meaning they posted every day, or they didn't adapt to this new strategy in this new world of social media. And I think that if you look at the creators who had, you know, between 70 to 100,000 or a little bit more, the ones that have not grown, have not adapted well to reels, have not changed up their hashtag strategy, and they just aren't in a way engaging with their audience the same way that they used to. And so I want you to be very much aware of that. When you build out your strategy, I want it to be something that you can do long-term, longevity. I want you to think of this as we're not doing a diet. We're not doing something that's just going to work for a little while. We're going to do something that's going to allow you to last for a long time. So now look at the growing creators, the growing businesses. What are they doing? They probably have a solid brand. Meaning that when you go to their page, you know it, or without even seeing the name on it, you know it's their content. I love when people reach out to me and they say, I didn't even have to see your name. I knew this was your work because a lot of times people steal my work and post it on their page. But I think that it's super important that your brand is solidified. The next thing they do is they also have really strong pillars. They know what they talk about on their page, which also means they know what they don't talk about on their page. It doesn't mean that you can't be multifaceted, but it does mean that you have these certain things that you talk about and that you share tips for, and that is what people come to you for. When you tend to be all over the place and you don't have that structure, you may get an influx of people from one post and then turn them all away in the next post. And so that's really important. And I see the larger creators and businesses being really hyper-focused on that. And then the last thing that I see, and this is not everyone, let me be very clear, but I see for the ones who are very intentional with their growth is that they are using hashtags correctly. Now, I know you'll see people who have 100,000 followers or more, and they're not using hashtags with the same sense of urgency and effort. I think that they should be. I think that they could be growing even more, but that's another story for another day. But the ones that are actually intentional with it are actually seeing growth because of hashtags and because of that still being a insight that Instagram tracks, that lets you know that this is a topic that Instagram actually does pick up on because they would not be tracking that insight and showing you how many people saw your content from hashtags if it didn't matter. Now on the flip side, once they reached 100,000 and more, because they're so their audience is so engaged, Instagram is still pushing their content to other people without the hashtags as a suggested post simply because it's doing so well with their audience. And so I want you guys to understand those that have really large audiences may not be using hashtags because of that. It doesn't mean that you can't use hashtags to your advantage though. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to break down these three areas that you need to grow. And the number one thing that you can do is to brand your page. I do not care if you are just starting out or you are been in the game for two to three years. Your brand matters so much on social media. People need to be able to look at content and know that it is yours. And the reason why I say this in such a distinct manner is because when you do not actually put in the work and the effort to actually grow and build a brand that's recognizable, what happens is if you do grow, You don't have anything that you can be like, well, this is mine. This is who I am. This helps define what I talk about. And so a couple of things, and I don't want to keep it so basic, but I do think it's it can be as simple as this when you're starting. You need to nail down your colors. 
And let me tell you, don't choose colors that are going to be hard for you to read if you put them onto content. Some people start off with black and white because it is simple and it is easy to interchange black and white. But if you do want to be a little bit more diverse, make sure that you're blending in some super dark colors with some lighter colors so that you do have some contrast there so that your content is actually readable. Test out your content, send it to people, send it to me, send me a DM and say, I'm testing out my colors and let other people give you feedback because what you think may be pretty and cute, I may say, I can't read that. And a lot of times if you're designing on a computer, which I do all the time, I love Canva. If you're designing there, it looks really good. It looks really pretty. On your phone, it is 10 times smaller and it may be hard to read. So you want to make sure you're choosing fonts that are easy to read. I know we want to have, especially as ladies, we want to have that pretty script font. That is an accent font and it does not need to be your main font and all your content is in this script font. We actually know there's a group of people who can't even read cursive. So it's important that you put your page together in a way that it's easily readable by all of your followers and the potential for growth. So make sure that you're branding your page. I am not by any means telling you that you have to have a grid feed layout. If you want to know what that is, go check out my page. My page has a feed layout. But I am saying that all of your content needs to be using the same templates of it has the same colors mixed in. It has the same fonts used and overall feel is the same. This can also apply to your photos, meaning all of your photos and videos. You see a lot of people nowadays who shoot dark videos. They may not shoot them dark, but they actually put on a filter to make them darker. They turn the brightness down when they're editing. It's a really fun vibe. I actually really like it. I have a page that I manage that all of their videos is black and white. And so it's very much an aesthetic that you want for your page. But just make sure that you don't spend so much time trying to build the aesthetic that you don't have a solidified brand. And that also comes into play with your highlights. We're going to talk about those more in a later episodes, but definitely make sure that your page is fully branded and that you feel confident in showing it to someone almost as a portfolio of your work and who you are. So once you have branded your page, again, that's the number one thing that you should do. The second thing you need to do is create pillars. Now, I know that there is this whole miscommunication around what pillars are, what they're defined as. And I hate when I ask someone like, what are your pillars? And they're like, oh, well, I post an educational piece today, a reel, a carousel. I'm like, okay, what are your pillars? And most of the time they can't tell me. And what I'm looking to get here is the context of what your social media is going to be about. So this is like the fundamental themes or topics that your content strategy is based around. So think of these as like the core subjects of when someone comes to your page, they should be able to learn in these four core subjects, five core subjects, six core subjects. You don't want to make it too many, but you do want to have at least a minimum of four that you talk about. So let's take, for instance, maybe a mom blogger. I have a lot of moms who follow me. Shout out to all the moms. Their pillars could range in so many different things. But let's just say they have a child who is a special needs child. So they may have a pillar that is around special needs that all it talks about is special needs and how to be a mom to a special needs child. And so that could be they create reels around that, carousels with topics, you know, how to introduce your child to my child with special needs. There are so many different things that they can talk about underneath that pillar. At the same time, they may have other kids or they may have different things that they want to talk about. 
And so in their pillars, they also have one that talks about food for their kids. I'm a mom who loves to go see what you're feeding your kids, especially now that I'm making school lunches. And so you also want to make sure that you are putting together a pillar that people actually want to learn from you and that you talk about a lot. So if you are the mom who makes the cute school lunches, who makes the cute breakfast, like that's a pillar you would want to have and you want to make sure that you're shooting video and creating carousels and content around that pillar. Then you could have, you know, two to three more different pillars about different topics that you're passionate about. It could be something like, you know, maybe you're a sports mom and you talk about the sports that your kids are involved in and, you know, the way that you try to make sure that they're safe and those kind of things. There is tons of pillar ideas. What you have to do is sit down and brain up and say, what are the things when people come to my page, I want them to be able to grow and gain knowledge in? Almost like if you were a university and someone was coming to you, what would you want them to learn? The other side of that is go to ChatGPT and type in your overall topic and say, give me 10 pillar ideas for this topic. And boom, you've got some ideas to help you get going. I really want you to spend time creating these pillars and really making content that's going to resonate with your ideal audience, okay? Once you get that done and you have a brand, you can step into the third thing because you need the first two to build the third one. And that is using hashtags. So if you have these pillars and you know that you're gonna talk about these things, what you are going to do is you are going to start formulating the right hashtags to go under each pillar in your social media content strategy. So the best way and the easiest way to do that is to open up a browser on a desktop or a laptop and go to Instagram. And let's just, you know, let's do it different. We did moms first. Let's say for all of my entrepreneurs, maybe you're a virtual assistant. And so you are going to go and type in virtual assistant, the hashtag virtual assistant. And what's going to happen is you're going to see that this is a very large hashtag, like over a million views, et cetera. But what it will do for you is it will show you the top ranking posts that are using that hashtag. And then you can click on those posts and see what other hashtags are they using mixed in with virtual assistant. This will allow you to start slowly but surely niching down your hashtags to be the right set for you. So maybe you type in black virtual assistant. I will be very honest and transparent with you guys in this podcast as a woman of color, as I am all about supporting black businesses. And I think that when we use those hashtags, it allows for us to stand out for one, but it also allows for us to connect and relate with people who are looking for people who look like us. And so it doesn't have to be, you know, that you add race in there, but it could be that you add in women virtual assistants. It could be that you start looking for, maybe you're looking for women business coaches. So you want to make sure you're utilizing hashtags in a way that is on a smaller scale. My little trick is it has to be over 10K uses and under a million. It used to go to 850. I have bumped it up just a little bit to give people a little bit of range that up to a million. But once it's over a million uses, you may be getting lost in the sauce. And I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to stand out and I want people to find you. So we want to use hashtags that are related to our industry under those pillars. The other side of it is we want to use hashtags that people are looking for that are our ideal person to see our content. So for that virtual assistant, she's not going to use 30 virtual assistant hashtags. She is also going to use her ideal audience hashtags. So let's just say that she works with women in business. 
So she's going to start looking at women in business hashtags. She's going to look at black women in business. She's going to look at girl boss, girl boss life. She's going to look at all variations of the type of woman that she wants to be her ideal client. And then she is going to mix those hashtags into her strategy as well. Now that is going to put together a complete and full 30 hashtags that you can use under each pillar. So about one third of them can be the focus on the content and two thirds focusing on who you're trying to reach. That is really going to make a difference in how your audience receives the content that you're putting out. So if you were to give me five tips to make your day go smoother as a woman in business and you list out five of those tips and one of them is to hire you as my virtual assistant, well, you've already hooked me in because I I read the first four tips and now I'm contemplating, do I need you in my business because this content was good. You use the right hashtags for me to be able to find you. And from there, it built a relationship. And so I want you to understand how this three steps are going to get you started and make sure that you understand how to grow on social media. I had a client who came to me with 137 followers and I immediately looked at her hashtags and I said, you're not using hashtags correctly. Within a couple of months, we had grown her page to 5,000 followers. By the end of that year, we had hit 10,000 followers. And after two years, we just hit our two-year anniversary. She's at 120,000 followers. Now we could stop using hashtags, but why would we when we see the growth from it? And so she has a great engaged audience, but we keep using hashtags to allow for her to reach new people. And she is continually growing her account and seeing success. Now, I know you may be thinking, I want to do this. I'm ready to do all of these things. I'm ready to implement. I need some accountability. I need someone walking me through this. If you have not heard of the Sufficiently Social Society, I want you to just come and check it out. We are doing major things over there for women creators and entrepreneurs where we help you actually grow. And it's all hosted by me. So I do two live trainings every month and I do an open office hours where you can come and ask your questions. Not only that, I give you trending audios for weekly reels so that you take the guesswork out of whether or not you should use an audio and how early it should be trending. And we just have a community over there. Now, this is for women only because I have built a community where you can be yourself and where you can truly grow and truly feel like you are being elevated and you have somewhere to go and ask your questions. And so if you haven't heard of the society, be sure to check it out. You can visit com slash society and you get a little bonus, a little discount on your first three months if you go and check that out today. And don't forget, tune in to episode two. This is part one of the new rules to grow on Instagram. Part two is coming out next and this will show you the new rules to grow on Instagram. I'm going to take you a little bit further talking about reels, carousels, and of course, going live. So be sure to tune in to the next episode. Can't wait. Sis, that's a wrap on another episode of the Sufficiently Social Podcast. If you've enjoyed all the gems being dropped, don't forget to rate and like the podcast. Share this episode to your stories and tag me at I am Alicia Noel for a chance to be featured. As always, don't forget, His grace is sufficient for you and all your wildest dreams.